The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. We talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around a pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. My dude. What's up? How we What's doing? What's up? Boom. Welcome back. Yeah, hey. Welcome back from last Welcome week's back. episode. Back. As you know, Johnny was out last week. Yeah, it was Because Mother Nature paid a visit to his home. That bitch. That bitch. Oh, my God. She didn't like you very much last week. Clearly not. She liked everybody else in the damn neighborhood, not me. How does everyone in the neighborhood's fine, but the microburst just came through your yard. That's That's it. it. That's it. Maya, not a leaf or a twig in the entire neighborhood. My house looks like a bomb went off. How many trees fell? Not counting through your house. Not counting the one through my house? Uh, three more on top of that. Unbelievable. Shed got demolished. Truck got demolished. Sunroom got demolished. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. My God. What an awful Oh, yeah. Took a, had, had the tree guys out, took a bunch of trees down. Yep. I cannot confirm nor deny that one might have been a 100-foot maple that might be seasoning as we speak. We can, yeah. use, we can, use, that. We can use that for barbecue. Mm-hmm. What's up? Big Kano, Big Salinas. What's up, boys? Gray, Robert, stacking cups, bro. Chris Brzezinski. Efren, what's happening? The missus. The missus. Brother Randy, Chris, Big Kano, yeah, oh yeah. Robert. All the boys are in the house. Yeah, so. So welcome back. So that was just, back. Uh, we, we need to have a quick moment of silence. Okay. Daddy Dutch is missing his first show. Oh. In almost four right. years. He's getting his eyes dilated, so Let's, he can't um, see shit. Quick moment of silence. Quick moment of silence. All right, we're good. All right, we're good. That's it. <laughs> Dutch never misses a show. Dutch never misses a show. Holy crap. Listening while at the eye doctor. Nice ah, to see you. Full all right, he's on. All there right. What's up, C-Mac? See, you lied. Liar. Making us look bad Make over here. we look bad. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So, that's been fun. Yep. You know, got the call from the uh, the dealership, uh, dodged the bullet with the truck, just body damage. So not uh, not totaled. That's, not totaled. That's so nice. That's a nice truck. I was really sad to see Dealt a, with that one. A tree hit that thing. Uh, yeah, insurance company for the house came out yesterday. Mm. Contractors here, there, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adjusters all up there. Oh, up the yeah. Ass. Pain in the ass. It's going to be a pain in the ass, but whatever. It's going to get done. It'll get done. Everything happens for a reason. I just got a bunch of new shit paid for by the insurance company. Yeah, there. like my Rolex collection that was in the in the uh, in the shed. <laughs> oh, I always keep my Rolex collections in my shed. Ain't I no mean. one robbing my shed, baby. <laughs> Not with a bunch of trees on it. That's right. <laughs> so now it's all that you know. Had the Rolex in the in the truck. They're like, what kind of stereo was it? Rolex. A Rolex, Rolex stereo. It, it was, was a, a clock radio. It was an Alpine pullout from it was a 1986. So, anywho, anywho, anywho. All right, let's get this rolling. Let's get, get this rolling. Let's get into the brass. We'll not get into the brass tacks just yet, but let's let's tell people who our family is. All right, today's show brought to you by everybody's favorite uncle, Uncle Steve's Shake. If y'all wondering why no one's coming to your barbecues, but they're lining up for ours, that's because we're using Uncle Steve's Shake, and apparently you're not, which means one thing. Chrissy. You better get you some. Damn straight. Uncle Steve's shake is handmade. He uses only the finest ingredients and comes in 12 amazing flavors. If you can eat it, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. If you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service and they'll answer any of your shake needs. So it's time to take your backyard and competition game to that next level. What Uncle Steve shake? Shake some on everything. And, UncleSteveShake.com. And don't forget the new Uncle Facebook page. Uncle Steve Uncle Steve Shake, shake Nation. Nation. Join it if you haven't. And post your cooks to Uncle Steve's Shake Nation. Also brought to you by... Eric, get it, brother. 
Uh, two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com, whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling, thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today we are smoking the La Mascala Cubana. You're so good at that. Hey, you know, I'm honorary Mexican. <laughs> um, thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, we get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Yes, Just sir. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. <clears throat> also brought to you by... What's up, Efron? Big Rome, Eric Estrada. Also brought to you by Backline Fabrication. Backline smokers out of Austin, Texas, Mr. Ryan Newland, just pumping out some of the finest one-off custom pits, live fire devices, co- catering kits, competition costs, you name it. I mean, this guy is putting his heart and soul into all those builds. Not one looks the same. The possibilities are absolutely endless. Give Ryan a check at Backline Fab on Instagram. Check out some of the um, just unbelievable pits this guy is turning out. Um, I'll tell you right now, a lot of these guys, pit builders, they're building kind of cookie-cutter pits. But if you want something that's unique to you with options and things incorporated into the pit, that you guys spoke about on the phone, and you might not even realize he's incorporating into your pit. And that's why his pits and his builds are so special. So give Ryan a look over backlinefabrication.com. Also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves. Here we go, guys and gals. These are some of the best gloves out on the market today. Our brother, Al Infante, knows a little something about fire management, being a Miami-Dade firefighter. Yep. Designed these from the get-go. Covered it all. 100% dishwasher safe. Nope. That's the wrong one. Ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha. Food-grade silicone patented (laughs) magnetic clips. We're doing it live. For the easy on and off. Spin that bad boy around. Right back on. Yep. Good to go. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. Or more. Web fit easy with that or more, I'm just by saying, the way. I've, I've got it up to higher. Yes, but easy with the or more, I gotcha. by the way. No one Web wants to get fit, sued. firm <laughs> grip. One size fits all, dishwasher safe. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, made right here in the USA. America. That is magnachef.com to place your order. That's M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F.com. Mm-hmm. We actually also have the affiliate link down in the description below. Boom. Tell them we sent us. And 15% off, Royal 21. You got to knock this off. I'm going to smack you with these <laughs> Magna Chef gloves. Order yours today, and at checkout, use code ROYAL21 for 15% off. Told you. That is ROYAL21. Mm-hmm. Magna Chef gloves, master the fire. Yes, sir. And we're also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RRUS.com. My brother Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas, is making some of the toughest cutting boards on the market today. True story. 100% dishwasher safe, high-condensed UV protection, comfort sliding grips. That board will not move on you. Huge. Multiple colors, deep reservoir lip. For all that good juiciness coming from the proteins. Deep juice reservoir. The dishwasher safe board, which is your standard countertop size. The massive 18 by 36 brisket board. So good. And the new to the market, the pizza board. And the unique colors, I think, that they all come into. Oh, different color cool. combinations. I got a black one with the red juice trench. It's just... It's just you, can, you can talk to Ian and even get custom things done. Brother Alton from the Dogfather got a custom cutting board in the shape of Texas. He does all tight. He can do crazy ass shit yep. with these cutting boards. And like I said, they take an absolute beating. Yes, sir. Um, the last cutting board you'll ever buy, in my opinion. Mine's my all mine are four years old and still getting tons of use out of them. Getting tons of use and still perfect. <clears throat> so check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R us.com. Just don't let me use them. Just don't let you use them. Taking a chainsaw to it and crap. <laughs> to cut a, I'll cut right through that shit. He's cutting a piece of lettuce and he uses a chainsaw. 
But uh, I learned to let the knife do the work now and not push so hard. That was years ago. Come yep. On. Jeff, what's up? The judge is in the house. We all grow. Joe, I'm about to get to you, my friend. Joe Masaic. What? Message me today. Yeah. You think the uh, price of beef is at a premium right now? No. <laughs> get ready. It's going up again? Yep. He uh. sent me a message today with a little interesting news bit. A hundred and twenty thousand eight hundred and seventy two pounds of ground beef mm-hmm. has been recalled oh, as of this morning. Here we go. Oh, so watch out, boys and girls. If you <laughs> if you got it in your freezer, hold on to it. You might be able to buy some gas with that. My grand, my my father-in-law told me that by the year 2024 there'll be no more red meat available in this country, and I was like, "How and where do you even find this information?" But if it happens, you heard it first here. I'm gonna just stop buying cows. Stop of, buying I'm cows. Gonna, That's it. Stop buying your own. All right, cows. I think we've uh, get the milk for free. I think it's time to get into the brass tacks. What do you say? Let's go. Let's go. I've had it. So you want me to do it? Ailing oh, wow. from Texas, the man himself. Clay Cowgill from Snow's Barbecue has joined us today. What's up, Clay? Hey, how are y'all doing? Hell yeah, brother. What's happening, brother? Not much. Just enjoying the day. Look at the that. Day off. Look at that view behind him. Yeah. Right Where are you? Your home right right now? This is home. This is home. Yeah. And so, what do you own? Is that acres behind you? What What is happening? That is. So my parents bought a place up here when I was little. And on the weekends, we would come up here with my dad. So like 10, 12 years ago, I decided to move up here. And eventually, you know, that, that got me into snows, you know, being around there. No kidding. So, nice. So wait, so yeah, you, and the whole family followed me up here. So, so where, did, like where were you village. born? Where did you say you were born? So I was born in Houston. And raised oh, in oh Houston. you were. Okay. So from Texas, originally born and raised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're in where now? Is that in Lexington? Now- this, this is still considered Lexington. It's just, you know, on the outskirts of Lexington. Okay. So I'm probably four miles outside of town. No kidding. Yeah. Just enough to get away. I like your style, Clay. Just I like enough. your style. Interesting. And it's Good it's stuff. on like a, a beer drinking back road. Mm-hmm. Even better. Yeah. <sighs> it's never seen so much land before. Like that you could just keep eyeballing straight for so long until my trip to Texas. We have hills and trees here and lots of obstructions. You can't see more than a couple hundred yards down the down the street. How but, dare you say the T word what? in my presence? What I say? The T word in front of my presence. What I say? What T word? Tree. Tree. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Except for John's Hey, if I'm I got to laugh or else like, I'm going to cry about it, all right? John, so, we, John, none of us want to see that crap. John's house is like a, a, a Texas plane. You can see like for miles now. No. But no, it was just amazing. And, and I, I, I always thought, wow, so many briskets being, it's only two per cow. I'm like, how are they going to someday run out of uh, brisket? And I see how many cows are on the way to Snow's Barbecue from Houston on the side of the road. I'm like, they're never going to run out of cows. They're never going to run out of cows. So many damn cows. They're never going to do it. They're and you saw, do. you know, how many open acres of land, too. Mm, just uh, open. Just, yeah. you know, and, and, and I've only, you know, and I, and from watching um, the Netflix special and seeing Kerry go out and cut down post oak trees, I could spot them running, right. you know, just driving down. Like, that looks like a post oak tree, and that looked like a post oak right. tree. Just like, it kind of just spread out in these fields sporadically. Right. You know, which I no, thought was... They're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Uh, yeah. On on this place, there's a lot of... It's post oak, uh, some cedar, and then three or four different native pecan trees. Ah, which is also a good smoking wood. Yeah. And so whenever you have, we have... like, I'll see cedar around and I'll try and get rid of it because cedar will kill all the other trees around ah. it because it's so good at getting water. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. And that's a softwood. You'd never want to smoke with that, right? Right. Yeah. 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 You want to age your cigars with it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a use for it. There is. So 
Clay, how did you get your start in barbecue? You know, was it c- coming up with your dad, your uncles, grandfather, or so, did, did you kind of just jump into it later on and just found the passion? So it was on the weekends we would come up, um, you know, and my dad and I would eat barbecue in Houston. So even as like a little kid, like three, four years old, I remember loving barbecue. And Tootsie actually had her own meat market in Lexington Mm -hmm. before Carrie had hooked up with her to make snow. So my my first experience you know, going outside was, was to her meat market, you know? So we would jump okay. in the car and say, we're going to go have real barbecue, you know, and the, the barbecue in Houston was good, but it wasn't anything like this, mm-hmm. you know, like for some reason, you know, I, as a young age, I knew that woman was special, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I love barbecue because of her, my dad. Um, I think growing up in high school, I cooked a bunch with some of my close friends. Um, when I turned 21, I moved to Colorado and did like a, a ski bum thing where I worked at uh, Vail Resort. And there was a guy there that that had his own uh, barbecue restaurant. And uh, I was the smoker, you know, mm-hmm. on top of this mountain. And I hated it. You know, it was more like being a being a sous chef almost, mm-hmm. you know. And so I thought, well, you know, I guess I'm never working at a barbecue restaurant. That's just, that's not going to work for me. (laughs) I didn't make it like two weeks, you know, (laughs) cooking wise. I was like, well, I'm never going to do this. Must've been the altitude from the mountain or something. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, and I just wanted to ski anyways. Yeah. Yeah. What I ended up doing, but, um, of course I'm going to stick the Texas guy behind the pit. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, so, you know, he, he, the barbecue wasn't that great, but he did make good Buffalo chili. I'll give him that. All right. Um, but when I came back, I, you know, I, I really didn't have any kind of barbecue job. I remember at one time in my mid twenties, we, we cooked some barbecue and electric smoker, you know, um, for some people at a bar, but, you know, doing my own thing and all that, it was always at home and, and I barbecued a lot at home and it wasn't brisket a whole lot. It was more ribs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have been cooking since a very young age, like doing barbecue now, once I got into snows, it was, you know, within the first two weeks, I realized how much I was, I was doing wrong, you know, mm. or how much I didn't know about brisket. You know, I had no idea how to cook brisket. Okay. And then walking in there, it was like, you know, you're forced to, you know, to learn and keep up with their type of standards. So what um, you, what do you, what do you, um, what do you got at home? What are you cooking on at your house? Or you, uh, you, right you, you say you were cooking, on, you like, uh, like slow and slow or just Hot and fast grilling or kind of a combination well, it, of both. It's like a direct pit. So it's kind of like a pit that Tootsie cooks on. Same type of pit. But it's instead of being metal, it's all brick. And that's what you have at your house well, that you had growing up? Yeah. So you were. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, like right now. Oh, okay. But so my dad actually had like a really probably one of the first pits. Uh, <laughs> there's a, an old company in Houston called Pits and Spits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've and, heard of them. And he has an indirect on a trailer from them. And, you know, like compared to, to like the pits now it's, you know, it's, it's an okay pit, you know, but back then it was awesome. Mm. Um, and it's got a little smoking chamber, but that's, that's kind of what I grew up cooking on was an indirect pit. Indirect. Yeah. And then we would go outside to Lexington and everything up here, you know, nobody really cooked indirect. Like you mean like uh, like traditional offset smoker? You mean like right? So right. when you drove up here, I, I don't know if I told you, but like if you see like the W, uh, you know, like the the churches and all the little spots around here, all the barbecue pits are brick, and you won't see anything indirect. And so mm. um, I guess it's how the Germans cook their meat around here was just direct. So so but, you, but you guys aren't cooking briskets direct. You're doing those. No, you're no, that's, you're that's doing it. those in the uh, into the uh, in your in the offsets you have there. I think you have right, like a, a right. primitive so or something. So the brisket and actually the ribs are indirect. The pork steak and the chicken are direct. How did you even approach Snows to get a job there? Did you just know new people being in town, or was it like, hey, no, no? So I was I was living up here and. Um, I was, I was growing vegetables Mm -hmm. and I was not very good at it, but I was trying and, uh, I did not enjoy it. And so every Saturday I'd look forward to going to snows and getting barbecue. 
And before I moved up here, I didn't know that Tootsie opened up a new place. I didn't know about this place. So when I move up, my dad's saying, well, go try, try the barbecue place. You know, Tootsie's over there now. And so I went and, you know, like I was blown away when I tried the brisket, everything. And this yeah. is like early on, like they opened in what, 2001 or two? They were, they 2003? were 2003 okay. when I got up here. Shoot. I, it was probably, it was probably nine years ago. Okay. So they already had their uh, number one right. spot in 2007. Right. They're already blown up at this point. Right. And it wasn't crazy, but I, you know, I would come later in the day when the, when the line was low or whatever, and maybe I didn't get everything, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, but I would always come in and, um, you know, I'd joke around and I would flirt with the ladies inside. Yeah. Yeah. So when Tootsie's son got ill, they needed somebody to come in and help out. Yes. And yes. so the women inside said, well, we got a guy that we like. And that's when they mentioned my name. And, you know, I, I didn't even know Carrie. So when I, I reintroduced myself to Tootsie, I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so-and-so's son, you know, you probably don't remember me. And she said, oh no, I remember you and you almost died in my meat market. You? Yeah. And so she told me a story about how I choked on a bone. In no, the meat market no. Oh, wow. Wow. Of course she's never going to forget that. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. Holy moly. What was it, a chicken bone or something? Yeah, I think it was a rib bone. How do you choke on a rib bone, dude? Those are some good damn good ribs. I'll tell you that right (laughs) now. You know he's sucking on those bones? You can do that real easy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Man. And, uh, and, and, you know, then they're giving it, and they're serving it right 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 on the butcher paper, right? Back in her old market. Right. Boom. Yeah. Everything was on butcher paper. Don't she drop had a knife it. That, that was, she, 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 I'm pretty sure she, she wasn't supposed to do it, but she had a knife that was chained to the table. So, oh. you, you know, everyone would reuse that knife to cut their onions and to cut their pickles. Uh-huh. You know, but obviously that's not sanitary and you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Things were different back then. So you've been there about, so you were there about nine, so you're about nine years ago you started there. Right, so and it was cranking, and, and it was and already I, cranking, but getting even rising in popularity as barbecue became more popular, right. and the barbecue pitmasters came out. Right, and on, it must have right. started taking won, off. When I was with them, they won their second uh, Texas Monthly number one spot. Jesus. Amazing! Oh. So they had twice. They did number one in two thousand seven. Yeah, they're the, and then the only guys that have been have done it twice. When was the second year? They did it. You remember that one? The uh, second year was seventeen or something. Oh, like that. okay. And Netflix came in a couple years after and and did the show on her. Nice, nice, Max. What's happening, Joe Tucker? What's going on, Kevin? Brad. Tim Rogers, Uncle Steve, Dog Fathers in the house, Chrissy, CJ, Clarence, Joseph. What's happening, what's up, Phil? CJ? Elijah, what's happening from the UK in Alton? Brad, what's happening? Clay, this this is the comment from Alton Matthews of the Dogfather's Barbecue. Popped in late, but is that Clay Cowgill? True story. He was in my very first YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting him. Hey, man, how are you? About 130,000 subscribers later. Yeah. (laughs) 130,000 subscribers, our buddy Alton has. It's incredible. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. 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 He went off. He was steadily growing, steadily growing. Then he did this brisket 101 video. was on the Weber kettle, right? That went. Brisket on the kettle? Into the atmosphere. That was the kettle. It went past viral. Like. And for him, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, super. Nice. And then it was, it was ooh, five hundred bump, twenty five hundred bump, five thousand bump, all within wow. like a twelve hour period. I think they put him in, then, the, in the rotation. On boom, the he, yeah. he hit the hundred thousand and just keep us on climbing from there. Good, but oh, that's funny. That's funny, Daryl. What's happening? So at snows. Obviously, it's one of the, you know, staples or must-have Texas barbecue establishments. What is it like to have to run that day in, day out? You know, every because you know with Miss Tootsie, she's there on a Saturday, I believe. The only, the only day they're open, but technically, but you're there the rest of the time. 
So like I'm there the rest of the time. Technically, we're only open on Saturday, but we do a lot of shipping. Mm. Oh, okay. So, um, like like this week, I'm not. I'm only cooking one time, but normally I'll cook two to three times during the week for our shipping orders. You know, our online orders. Okay, and that's then, cool. So when we're doing like a big full week, you know, I could do like s- almost seventy five hours in four days. Ooh, dude. I feel you, bro. You it's know. a lot of staying up. It's a lot of staying yeah. up. It's a lot of sweating. Yeah. Now, 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 like, <laughs> like how much, how much meat would you go through? Obviously, obviously, the online orders, you know, they'll vary from from time right. to time. But if if you were to narrow down an average of of the week, what 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 kind of poundage are you guys going through, protein wise? Mm. You know, they're they're smaller cooks than they would be on a on a big snows day. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And compared to some of the other barbecue restaurants, we're not, you know, we're not as big. So maybe, you know, 700 on those days or no, see, I'm only doing, I'm only doing brisket and ribs. Mm-hmm. So it would probably be, anywhere from five to 700 probably pounds. Yeah. Pounds yeah. But you can come in. I'm probably wrong about that. But you could be cooking anywhere from probably, I don't know, you're probably cooking 15 to 20 to 40 briskets during the week, maybe, for online orders, something like that. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no, way more. Oh, wow, huh? Yeah, like one day I would do 70 briskets and 50 racks of ribs by myself. That would be a cook. I would do, you know, like two to three days a week. 70? Briskets, yeah, yeah. That's just the online order. That's just the online. Okay, right. All right. So, so, so in preparation so for the opens, it's, yep. it's probably eighty to eighty-five. Eighty to eighty-five briskets on that one day, right? And you're and you're more or less doing all the briskets there, right? Essentially, yes. Because you control yeah. the offset. While Tootsie's right. doing the open pits. Oh, the open pit. Right. She's got what two? The direct two pit. pits. Two of the direct pits. Are there two of them? Was it mm-hmm. right? There's two of them. I thought. Yeah. And she and that's such a man. That is such a delicate technique. Cooking on those pits because you're not really more or less on those pits. You're are, are you just coating like certain sides? You're not really. You're not just tossing coals under all the meat right you have your hot spots on you, purpose you have direct you, you can- aren't away you aren't away um i'll tell you indirect is a lot easier hmm. uh, i'm obsessed with the way that everyone cooks barbecue like direct is my favorite mm-hmm. i think me and you talked about that when you were here yeah i love the way that the pork steak and the oh. chicken is cooked and it's you know it's coated and there's some things you do differently and you know how you back off and go heavier and um it's a whole process, but everyone up here, I've seen, I've seen the guys my age do fundraisers and they cook a completely different way mm. on the, on the same type of barbecue pit, you know, and they'll actually do it up at snows. And, and then when they take the, the pork steak off, instead of slicing it, they cube everything, Oh, you know, and then they do sauce over the cubes. So that's a country thing that I didn't even know about that you know, people do just for fundraisers out here. You, know, like you guys a, do fundraisers up too. It's almost know? like a, it's almost like a pork steak burn ends or something. Right. So they're taking, they're almost, and they were <clears> almost <throat> doing, they were doing like pork butts direct and just oh. cooking them real hot and slamming the, you know, shutting the door and, and getting the boxes super hot and then rotating them around. And that's what these pork steaks are is basically a, a butt cut into right. like yeah, three right. or four, four, right? Bone in usually, right? Because you like to have right, that bone the right in the bone center, in. the shoulder bone in it. Yeah. It, it, the pork, I mean, again, you guys know I was there recently, and that pork steak, it was something special. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's, it is, you don't, I've never had a pork steak in that respect of just how it was done, how it was cut, and how it was cooked. And of course, with the open pit, you're gaining all that extra flavor from the meat drippings onto the coal yeah. and coming back coming up, back and, up and flavoring it. I'm imagining that 
purposely you you want some hotter spots than not in there, and then some not so hot spots. So you can kind of rotate certain things around. If yeah, something's you'll, lacking, you'll you can flip. Um, you go rotate just like you do. You have your hot spots in your in your offset, right? So I'm sure you and you cook with shelves. So you so when a lot of guys take out the top shelf and cook, you're actually cooking with the shelf in. Yeah, and I got to worry about you know stuff getting dripped on, so the the pit has to stay real, real clean. Right, um, right, right. Now, like you'll see, sometimes guys will in our rib pit. It's it's a two shelf pit. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Brisket really doesn't matter as much, um, but the ribs, you know, there's a couple of spots I know that are going to drip. That dark, that it, black drops, that those yeah, grease drops. Ducks, uh, yeah, you can't do anything about it. Can't. You know, it's not going to kill you if you eat it or whatever but most of the time you can get it off of there um mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. gonna happen you yeah. know especially yeah. if you now if you don't have a top shelf it won't but it won't right it's always but you need the room you gotta yep. have the room yep. you guys are working about making money you gotta want a five say it again i said it's about making as making money as many ribs as you can i mean at the end of the day i feel like when you're cooking you can see in those those drops that get on some of those spots i have them in my back line too um you know once you wrap him and then i usually when i take out of the wrap i do another just a thin layer of glaze i come back over it with the rub and i throw it back on i feel like it kind of almost absorbs in and disappears disappears most of the time when the bark darkens it's harder to see but i just call that pit love you know just that extra layer of uh of flavor Oh, give it a minute. Like the a, boys will name it something else. Just a, a little flavor, extra flavor profile. I, 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 I got like faith in the boys in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Are they behaving? Michael Goff, King Louis Meat Apostles in the house. What's up, oh, Mike? What's happening? Max calling you back out, brother. Um, Mad Max. Clay, Alton has a question. Okay. Uh, do you guys allow people, if scheduled, to come in and cook with you to see how you do things? If so, sign a brother up. <laughs> I'll be there Thursday. Yeah. I'll be there Tuesday. <laughs> we we do not yet, but we are expecting to do that this year. Okay. So Gary, Gary will start that off and make an announcement, you know, whenever he's ready. I think he's just waiting on paperwork. So. Really? So like to teach people, like to actually have classes? And so that yeah, would be it, like it would be, during the week probably. It would be, yeah, it'd be during the week, like during one of my cooks, mm-hmm. and it would be either like a brisket or a rib thing. So there you go, Alton. Guess Stay I know tuned, brother. I guess I know where my next trip is going to be. <laughs> the family's going to Cape Cod this summer. I'm going back to Texas. Well, and it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to show you how to how to do one rib or one brisket. It would be one of my cooks. So it would be fifty of this, oh, okay, 60, yeah. 70 of that, and you know, bulk cooking. I need the, yeah. I need that more bulk cooking experience. Okay, I've only done twelve briskets. On my own, it's all I could really yeah. fit uh, on one shelf. Michael Golf asks, "How long do you smoke the uh, pork steaks?" The pork steaks mm. good, are good question. Um, good question. They're about two and a half to three inches thick, and it's probably anywhere from six to eight hours. But those and aren't being those, those are direct, right? Those are, yeah, direct. So those are being. What do you call it? Is it really being smoked? Is it being? It's it's grilled? being smoked. It has maybe more of a grill flavor, but depending on the meat, um, you know, I mean, it's still going to be smoked. It's going to have a smoke ring. It's just going to have a thinner, harder smoke ring in it. Okay. Um, but uh, it's you know like you wouldn't just shove a whole bunch of coals underneath there and cook it in, in an hour either. Right. You know, there's an art to what she's doing. Mm. You know. True pitmaster. So you're really running that almost two zone, like you would a Weber kettle. You got a hotter well, side. Kind of what I was getting side. at earlier with my question. Well, you must have, you know, like you said, it's a thinner layer because a thinner layer under certain parts, and then, like you said, if you throw, uh, you know, thick coals under one area with the the pork steak, it's going to cook in an hour, hour and a half. Right. You're right. So there's a finesse to it. There's an art to it, which is kind of brings us back to our. Uh, when we were on uh, Mama and Papa's uh, podcast last week, talking <laughs> all about right, Clay. The t- all right, Clay. Here we, go. Here we go, Clay. So, so tell them first the basis of it. What, uh, what you did, and about then about a week or so. No, no more than a week. Two weeks ago, weeks ago, I'm sitting here. The wife and the kids are gone to bed early, so they made the mistake of leaving me to my own vices. 
So I'm sitting there and I'm playing on the phone. I go, all right, let, let me start some shit, okay? <laughs> so I put out the question, what do you constitute the definition of the term pitmaster? And I put pens. it on my, the, my main page. I put it on the podcast page. Then I put it on a community page. And it blew took up off. Mm-hmm. So many answers, which so many there's not really a wrong one. So many opinions. But uh, CJ, Clarence Joseph, um, had us on his show last Thursday night to talk about it. And uh, it caused a bit of an uproar. Yeah. But uh, so we were, yeah. So that, that's going to be a question, every week question now. So he had us on to talk about that term in general, and there was a lot of opinions flying around what that podcast. What do you think of that term, or what would your definition of a pit master be? It can't just be. I, you know, yeah. I, I'd probably go with, I'm, you know, more of a cook or whatever. I, I just, I'm lucky, and I, I love what I do. That's what I tell people. I'm not a pit master. I'm not even really a cook, you know, I'm just a guy they trust to do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, but some of my friends that, you know, own restaurants are so talented, you know, like I could see people saying, you know, I'm a pit master or I'm this or whatever. Um, so like, sometimes I'll use the term, sometimes I won't, you know, it's just however you feel, you know, like if you think you're a pit master, great, call yourself one. Um, Which but, was one of the know, things that they were saying you can't do was one of the consensus. There's three things that stuck out to me on that when we did that podcast. It was someone that can cook on any vessel, a fire-driven vessel that was handed to you mm-hmm. with any protein that was handed to you. And the third thing is you can't call yourself one technically. Someone else has to call you that. Yeah, the consensus was that you uh, you earned the term. You're given it by somebody. Cause, cause so even- I would, it, yeah, I mean, that would help, you know, like when Carrie has said that about me, yeah. you know, you know, then you could take it from him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go around saying it. You know, okay. uh, I will say this all the guys that I know that are really good cooks in Texas, mm-hmm. if we're all on one side and everyone else is on the other and everyone's given the same amount of meat and they say do something special. Our side's probably going to be a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, death, mm-hmm. like we're, I'd say we're just more professional cooks than, you know, professional barbecuers. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. even, even know, the regular definition is, is vague. It, right. it, in layman's terms, it's someone who mans an uh, open fire grill. Someone right. who, no, someone who, not man, someone who oversees, oversees, oversees a barbecue pit. So it doesn't even say that they're cooking. Yeah. Well, obviously, they have that cook experience if they're overseeing it. But the term in general, well, it's become generalized. Well, I'm standing over a pit right now, so. Generalized and popularized. <laughs> if, if, if cooking on a variety of pits and a variety of meats is what we consider a pit master today, but then we'd say, well, <clears throat> you have to, it has to be someone that's shoveling coals, using a burn barrel, and someone, or someone that can cook whole hog or meat in the ground. Right. That's a real right. pit master, but if you'll think about it, you call that guy a real pit master. Back then, 100 years ago, your vessel was the earth. Yeah. It was that a pit. earth. You had a pit in there, but you didn't have any experience with other vessels, you know, with meats, of course, but not other vessels. So as the pit came out of the ground, <laughs> right? As the right. pit came out of the ground in these other vessels, now the term pit master has evolved right. with the technology is more frequently used and more used in more of a relaxed way oh. until you get some of the OGs involved. Like, Hold on a second. Like no. I, I, I cook with a woman that's been cooking barbecue barbecue for 52 years. Mm-hmm. And like, and then I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm a pit. Man. Right. It's, yeah. Like, so, that doesn't make sense. You know, which, like I'm good at what I do, but so this different. You know, like all oh, that's subjective too. If you don't like how it tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is how we kind of landed on that. There's different, categories of pitmasters, whether it be restaurant, catering, competition, backyard. Right. So yeah, and, and then makes- there's and then there's different uh degrees, right? So I looked at it as being like a black belt. Okay. Being right. a pitmaster, <laughs> maybe it's like being a black belt, but then you can be, get your tenth degree black belt. Right? What do you, what, what happened? 
was going to hit you with the old judo chop. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like 10th degree black belt, we call them master sensei, right. you know? But you can still be a pit master, but I think uh, have the ability to grow and um, to apply new technologies, new techniques, and be able to keep growing also constitute a good pit master. And the, the, the boys in the chat never disappoint. Big what Rome, I'm a taco master. <laughs> Brother, brother Efren, I'm a taco eating master. <laughs> ah, the boys never disappoint. I love them. Uh, pink American taco <laughs> stand. Anyway. So, so, Clay, if you had to pick one thing, go easy. Sorry. It was from that movie, White Castle. Um, White Castle's a good one. Good. For barbecue. So, not necessarily brisket or ribs. You know, it could be, you know, a tri tip, a picanha. You know, anything you could, you know, smoke, what, what would it be? What, my, like my favorite? Yeah, or? your favorite thing. What, what like, would it like be? Like in the backyard, you mean, right? Cooking himself? Uh, in the backyard. Like, I want to I treat myself to this. Mm. Probably ribs still. Pork ribs. Still at the ribs. Yeah. That's, you know. That's, that's what you would I make home out of anything. You'd make ribs. I got I mean, ribs or I, probably I wild, wild game with mm. my dad. Oh, wild game action. All right. Yeah. Okay. We used to do a lot of wild game. Every uh, When I lived with him when we were young, um, we would do three different types of wild game every Thanksgiving. Oh, awesome. Like uh, like what? Obviously some deer or? So we do caribou, elk. Wow. Oh, uh, nice. One year we had bear. What bear brisket? Uh, like bear, bear's real greasy. Oh yeah, yeah. ostrich was real greasy. Uh, emu was good. Yeah, the emu can eat uh, those. I've had a whole bunch of different wild game. My God, oh nice. And you smoke next some- time there's a wild game cook off in Texas. So you should come down. No, sh- you know who'd be? Into oh, that? I know a guy that'll hook you Camp up. Camp House with- Barbecue. Eric Estrada from Camp House he, Barbecue. He's just in here. He works yeah. at um. He's one of the guides at Thompson's Ranch. And right. uh. They they got uh they got some crazy they got some like hoodoo down there. Um they got some good classes zebra with the, where they go um shoot the game. Cape buffalo. And then they cook the game yeah. after, right? Yeah, it's that's yeah. like a class. You oh, go, and the wild catch, hogs, of course. Catch but. the game and you come right back oh, yeah, and bring process it, back. it and cook it. That's pretty freaking awesome. What is your what's the trio of meats that Clay Cowgill orders when he goes to other barbecue places uh, is so there I'm a trick do... like a top three that you want on your platter when you you want to try yeah. like these sta- like around here you know you, you judge a, a italian restaurant by maybe their chicken palm if they have a horrible chicken that's palm, my go i'm never time. going back there because i get to try the 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 cutlet in the type of sauce that they have if they can't wow me then i'm never going back in texas Barbecue is like Italian restaurants or fish re- or uh, you know seafood restaurants up here in the Northeast. In Texas, what do you look for from a restaurant to tell you that they have good barbecue? First, I'd probably go with brisket first. Mm-hmm. Let's see where we're at, where the brisket is. Yep. Um, now I'm not. I'm I'm real picky about sausage, so you don't have to make your own sausage. For me to like it or not, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't. It's hard for me to like the newer type of sausage with all the crazy ingredients. Like what? Like the like the uh, like boudin or is it boudin? No, boudin. That, boudin? That's been for ages. But boudin, no, you're talking boudin is like a, like a different. It's, yeah, that's a whole different rice animal. and stuff in yeah. there. Okay, so it does so like the jalapeno well, like the, cheddar. Yeah, the jalapeno cheddar, cheddar, right? The buffalo well, blue cheese. Well, jalapeno cheddar's fine. Like people are doing crazy stuff, and and I've had like really good ones, like. Uh, Tejas Chocolate mm. makes a Houston chili rieno sausage. That's probably the, one of the best sausages in the world. Wow, it's incredible. Wow, but I like more of like a snows where it's um, where it's almost drier in a way. Okay, uh, and there's probably not a binder in there with it. Okay, uh, so like a beef, like a beef or a beef beef or pork sausage, or well, like that you like, or or like a a combo. I like a combo. If they have a beef, and that's good. Franklin's has probably one of the best beef sausages I've ever had. Really? Okay. Really, really good. And then they're, you know, I'm going to go with pork ribs. Okay. Just to see where those are at. Um, so brisket ribs, 
brisket, ribs, and See, turkey. Turkey, which holds such holds smoke so damn well. Yeah, turkey. Yeah. So you go yeah. turkey over a pulled pork or sausage. You get the turkey. Yeah, that's because turkey's tougher to keep keep moist, moist. and yep. and hit you know and nail it. Yeah, right? for sure. You, you know, you're just heating up sausage. You guys Not have really. turkey. You have turkey at Snows, was right? We do. We do have we turkey. Do. Yeah. Very. It's not a big menu, but they do it all perfectly. So I'd like to reserve a table for next February. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. I gotcha. Because oh. you know we're coming back to Houston next year for the rodeo again, yes? Yeah. Come on back. Hell yeah. <laughs> Going to have some company this time with me. Not driving down right. by myself two hours in the morning. Big Rome. Big Kano. <clears throat> Supposed to bring some company with me, but uh, I oh, think they already big Rome already said he already he's, says he's, he's going back. He's, it's they it's they all regretted it. They all regretted it when I came back, and apparently they were up, and I didn't think they were going to be up because we all we all had a late night, and uh, I had goals. Okay, coming to Texas, I had goals. Yeah, snows was the number one goal. Yeah, the problem is the gold tops started flowing the night before. That's exactly what happened. We had a late night. <laughs> I and I was like, we all getting up and going to snows. I'm like, well, I know I how this works. I barely even slept. Hey. I don't even think I slept the night before snows. Yeah, you can sleep when you're dead. I rolled up. I stopped by a little small Bucky's. I grabbed some beaver nuggets. Is there a, such a thing as a small Bucky's? The, the one up on the way <laughs> yeah. from Houston to, really? just to Lexington is, is no bigger than a Cumberland's gas Kidding. station. Oh, I, was really? like, okay. I was like, where is the, the big Bucky's I hear about? I come home with a with a bag of beaver nuggets. I know you did. And my son goes, "You went to Bucky's." I go, "How the hell do you know what Bucky's is like?" It's all over TikTok. I don't know these TikTokers. Oh yeah, like, they the knew everything. Bucky's. Yeah, they knew it, but it was a good. And tried to give them the rest of my nuggets, but my my kids <laughs> ate them almost down to the powder. I left John like ten nuggets at the bottom. I'll take the powder. That's but fine. you had it. I got, I got the, I got the, I got the, I got the gist of it. I'm a, I'm addicted. Well, Clay, man, this has been awesome. You know, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I'm looking forward to, to meeting you in February when I come down for the, the Houston rodeo next year because I will yep. be down. Oh, I, I know you will. <sighs> I know you will. There's, o- there's only so many hits I can take. I'll and shove it's you. Got to come to the end. In a These damn trees got to uh, have to be it. So I will be there next. If I have February. to shove you in a footlocker, good luck with that. Then send you, you will be coming. <laughs> Go with a two footlocker. We'll start with there. <laughs> Expandable. But Clay, uh, where can everyone find you, man? Uh, social media wise. Uh, social media wise is just Clay Calgill. C L A Y C O W G I L. What is this other account that's going? Okay, around? so the Tell other us. day I got hacked. <laughs> yes, you did. I fell for. I fell for some dumb shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and, like, this guy was, like, a lot smarter than normal, you know? So he had hacked a guy that I had had a conversation with. Oh. And, and, like, you know, just generally about barbecue, like I would with anyone that messages me. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I'm, will you sponsor me for this thing? And I said, yeah, sure. And then he's like, well, do this and do this. And then once I realized what I did, I was like, I just... I shouldn't have done that. I don't know why I just did that. And then, so I get my account back. I give it to my girlfriend. I'm like, you got to get this back. So she, she gives it back to me and I do all the requirements because you can get it back. Takes a while. And, Takes a little process. Yeah. Though. So instead of changing my password immediately, I go in and I find that guy and I start talking shit to him. <laughs> you, I got my account back. And then he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> he takes it right back. No. Wait a whole nother day. That was yeah. quick, though, because our buddy C-Mac got his hacked. And he was weeks before he could get back into his. Oh, no. It's even, it's, there's a process now where they make you do a video and you turn your head real slow. What? Because they can't do, a, obviously, do a video of you or anything like that. So. Right, right. It's a lot easier now. Oh, good. Man. But yeah, just don't talk shit. Just change it immediately. Change it <laughs> immediately. Moral of the yeah, story. So this time I changed it, did the two, two authentic thing now. Yeah. You know, yep. so then I sent them all the shitty messages. There you go. There you go. Well, brother, thank you so much for taking the time. This was awesome. 
Thanks for having me. You know, appreciate it. Just uh, hang in there one second. We'll roll this up, and we'll be right back real quick. Awesome. Great guy. Unbelievable. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. He is as good of a guy as when you're texting with him online, and you show up, and he's he's that guy. Yeah. You know, treat you like family, make you feel like you're at home. I mean, the barbecue family that we always talk about, which it, it, it's it's real, and it's real, and they show the love over there, especially Clay. So super psyched to have him on today. Sweet, sweet, sweet. What do you got going on next week, buddy? Next next week, I am so afraid I'm gonna. I'm, I'm definitely gonna butcher the last name here. Paula <laughs> Statra is joining us. She has a uh, a wing book. Cookbook coming out, I believe, tomorrow. Okay. It's called Wing Crush. Oh. Yeah, it'll be out tomorrow. Okay. So she's joining us with, you know, on, on all, she covers all the vessels, Traeger, Weber, Green Egg. Okay. Even no grill, no problem. So this is going to be a real interesting book, and we all know how much I love wings. So I am looking forward to this. This will be good. If you need a wingman, let me know. Actually, I think you're off. Did you like? Did you like that one? When? T- next week. Am I? I think you. Where am I going? Might have to. Uh, what am I doing? I don't, you, I don't know. There might be a doctor involved. No, uh, I am not. Uh, I'm here next week. But I'm here next well, week. It was for something. I'm here next week. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Hit it. You'll have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at all the links down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. review. Hit that share button. Do it. You have an event. No, I, I, we don't have it anymore. I'll be here. Okay, so at least I was in my mind. You had an event. We had an event, here. but it didn't. It, it got rescheduled. Ah. So I'll be here. Okay. Yeah, guy. Very good. So you're going to be here. So <clears throat> until next week, keep, keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling. rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.